0: Welcome back to A Waste of Time with Peaches and Cream. Today, we're going to talk about a couple different things. One, we're going to talk about whether or not you should go to college. But then we have a bunch of hodgepodge things that we're going to talk about afterwards. So, let's kick Aha, it off. Podge.
1: All right. This is episode 70. We got a lot of stuff. Um, fun stuff. But first, I want to do a little surprise announcement for Cameron. I just got myself something pretty excited about it like a little early Christmas gift. You want to see it?
0: Yeah, yeah, let's see it.
1: Okay, yeah, I got myself a Steam Deck.
0: No. Do you know what a way. Steam Deck Are is Cameron.
1: You <laughs> yeah, dude. It is <clears throat> A Steam Deck is essentially like I want to call it like a console, uh, like a, like a handheld game console, right? Yeah. But it is a PC, dude. It's a full PC. That is so like, cool. Here, hold on. Turn, 100% turn audio, operates
0: on... Turn your audio down a little bit. I'm sorry. It's coming in real hot. No problem. No problem. Okay. Better? Yeah. Tell me about the Steam Deck, because this is actually something that is is one of the coolest things ever. How much was this thing?
1: This thing, I think this is the highest end one. It, it was $599, but it has one terabyte of storage and an OLED... Uh, Glass,
0: dude, that is so so cool. It's the
1: there are definitely cheaper ones, dude. It is, it's amazing. It's way more amazing than I thought it was gonna be. Like, there, there is a, of course, you can play games on. No, I thought it was gonna be amazing. It's better, it's better than that. It is, uh, it is, I want to say, not sponsored by Steam Deck. Um, it is. It, you can play games on it, of course, but I was fully, like, I brought it to my girlfriend's house, and I was just using it as my computer there. Like, I didn't bring my computer, I brought this, and I just was, like, checking YouTube, I was, like, Googling stuff, I was, like, there's there's a whole desktop mode on this.
0: Yeah, uh, I've seen people put some games on there that are traditionally strictly computer games, and that thing can just handle it. I just I was playing
1: Starfield on there, which is a AAA game that was released this year by Bethesda. So like it's not like it can't handle big games, and that's a handheld. But like once again, besides, besides just gaming, I saw a guy who was camping, and he uh, makes videos. Yeah. And he he was editing videos from camping with his Steam Deck. Oh, so like he would cool. record onto his Steam Deck. He plugged a, a thing onto it. He was recording. He got some uh, editing software onto his Steam Deck, and he was got his uh, Bluetooth mouse and keyboard, and he was working on his Steam Deck while he was camping.
0: That is that is Crazy. super cool. Um, can yeah. you can you put it up on a big TV? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Very
1: seamlessly. Very seamlessly.
0: Oh. So. Okay. Well, I'm really jealous.
1: I'll show you when I get get to your house.
0: Yeah, can I put some games on for it for Christmas time? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, man, I got ninety games in my library. We can,
0: we can test oh, it out. I won't put any games on there. Ninety games, you're, we're, we're good to go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to check it out. But yeah, I, that was a little surprise. I wanted you to see it. Uh, once you, once you touch it, once you feel it, once you play it, hopefully you'll, uh, you'll get one, and then we can game together. <laughs>
0: Cool. Well I got a grill for Christmas, so
1: you got yourself a grill for Christmas?
0: No. My my wife and my family uh, kinda came together and we and, you know, I wanted one for a long time and so she coordinated it and and I'm get I have a grill now.
1: Is it a griller or a smoker?
0: Smoker. It's a charcoal smoker. Oh
1: yeah. nice. So you're gonna cook me something when I uh, get out there. Hey, if you if whatever you
0: want, man, let me know.
1: Hey. I will. Except I for will. a brisket, because uh, I I'll, haven't I'll gotten good enough. So. I'll uh, request a brisket. Actually.
0: No, we're we're not doing that because I, I already tried doing a brisket and it didn't turn out great. So I need to I need to I need to get a little better first.
1: All right. So you already tried a brisket? Yeah, it is
0: the first thing I tried. How long have you had this smoker? How long have you had this smoker? Probably like a week and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, you really then, went for it. And then I cooked a whole chicken on there, too. I'm not surprised about them. That seems right up your
1: alley. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so on to the first topic. What's, what's the first topic we got here?
0: Uh, we're talking about, do you need to have good grades in high school? And should you... Like, would you encourage your kids to go to college?
1: I see. What do you have an immediate take?
0: Yeah, I. Uh, I'm starting to feel like. I don't know if I would encourage. I'm. I definitely. I and I feel like this is uh, the tide is turning here because. Um, I've even seen it it was trending on twitter um kind of earlier this week It was some guy that was just like roasting specifically harvard and uh, i don't think i would encourage my kids to go to an ivy league university uh, yeah
1: but <clears throat> that seems a little bit um unnecessary
0: but there was a um there was some guy i forget who it was there's some like big investor person um I'll have to look it up. There's some guy that's a really big investor. And uh, he was saying that because they they're it's like an investment bank that he works at or like a hedge fund. And they've been hiring people who have gone to Ivy league universities in the last 20 years. And he was mm-hmm. noting that, um, that the candidates that are coming out of Ivy league universities have gotten really poor in the last like, Five to ten years. That seems weird to me. What's changed? I don't know. He said they're really smart. Um, it's just like. Uh, I'd have to go look it up. I'll I'll look it up while you give your thoughts. But like, um. It, he was noting that they they spend so much of their time in academic in the academic world where they work really 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 hard but there's only so much that you can learn by the time you're like 25 and so um they they it like those individuals seem to like peak when they're 25 and then they don't feel the need to try to learn a lot more as they get older so they like stop their pursuit okay. of learning by the time they're 30. That's interesting. I don't
1: know. I guess like I understand that that's like that could be the case, but my thought is I guess what I'm wondering about it is what is the difference between now and the past 5 and 10 years? Like it does I don't know why that is now an issue and why it wasn't an issue 10 years ago. That seems like it would have always been an issue.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know what changed here. I'm looking it up. Okay, so this guy worked at um, Lehman Brothers, which, and this was in 2001, which Lehman Brothers, like, collapsed in 2008. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, so what he was saying is, uh, so his classmates in 2001, he was really self-conscious because a lot of his coworkers at the time uh, went to Ivy league universities and then mm-hmm. um, they ended up while they started working at this job at Lehman brothers, they had to take, they had to like learn a bunch about uh, bond math and derivatives. And it was stuff that he had seen before at universities. Um, but there were a lot more nuances when you kind of got into the workplace. And, um, mm-hmm. And his Ivy League cohorts were really, really smart at math. Um, but for some reason, they just weren't picking it up as well. Like, they weren't translating it from the math in the classroom to in the workplace. And um, and even some of the material, it was the first time they had been exposed to it. Um, Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. That's that's something
1: that I've definitely noticed as well. Like, I mean, in my own pursuits, I've noticed that it seems the more book smart you are. And this does seem like correlational, not like, not just like book smart people are, but like, it seems the more book smart you are, the harder time you have translating that memorized knowledge to Actual situations like an example is like I was playing I was doing like I want to say it was kind of like a trivia board game. But it was information that you could figure out if you just thought about it,
0: right? Yeah, I'm usually pretty um, bad, but it at was a lot of, of like stuff. trivial
1: where I got to like connect <laughs> no, but the, I think <laughs> I think that you I think that you would do this do well in this game because it wasn't like it was things that you probably had never been asked before, but you could mostly g- get to the bottom of so like one of them was like how many cents are there in a euro right
0: yeah i mean how many okay, cents are there easy. cam a hundred
1: <laughs> you think you think right you think there's a there's got to be a hundred because that's what a cent is right but is it not 100? what it seems like is the more no it is it is a Oh, so you think that people would be able to figure that out right that you you and i come to that conclusion immediately but when other people are asked this question. If they have spent the majority of their life in education memorizing data or, like, preparing for a test, becoming book smart, then if they don't immediately have that data in their head, then they don't think about it anymore. Instead of thinking about it, what they do is just try to retrieve it. And if they can't – if they've never been asked that question before, there's nothing to retrieve. And so they freeze. Whereas me and you, when we get asked a question, we're like, there's no way – I'm going to know this. So I'm just going to have to think about it and guess. <laughs> and that serves us in a lot of ways of an application. We can apply our knowledge because that's what we we had to do because we never studied for tests.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, with the cent and euro thing, I like I feel like that's ca- like okay, I think a better question would be like name one currency where it doesn't eat like add up to 100. You <laughs> know what I'm saying?
1: I No, but see, I, I, I know what you're saying. But the the fact is, like, when asked that question, you think, oh, how many cents are there? Because me and you, we think cents, 100, right? Currency, cents, 100. There's 100 of those. But some people, they hear, how many cents are there in, in a euro? And they don't think cents, currency. They think, how many cents are there in a euro? And I've never heard that question before, so I don't know the answer.
0: Yeah, huh. you know so what i So, was this a trip? What kind of trivia game was this? Was this like a like you were playing a game, a trivia game, right? It was like kind of. A, it wasn't like exactly trivia
1: because most of the questions you could think about and come to the conclusion of. That um, sounds way so kind more of like, fun
0: than regular trivia.
1: Right. It was like it was kind of a riddly game. I would say,
0: no, yeah. hmm. figure it out because yeah, if you f- think about it, I want to buy it. I want to buy it. All right. I I'll ask. I'll ask game. what game it was. I want to buy the game.
1: But ultimately, when it comes to the grades thing, um, I think that I. It seems to me that in the future. I know and then people've already speculated that high school like before high school was kind of mandatory to get jobs and now like college is becoming mandatory to get jobs. But there's a ton of jobs that if you're good you can and it requires a college degree, then you can get that job without having a college degree, right? And I think that especially if you're like a well-connected kid, right? If if I have a kid and they're well-connected, if I'm a member of the community that knows a lot of people, My kid spending four years working at a job that I got him could get a job over a college graduate.
0: Yeah. And so I I almost feel like going to college kind of hurts you now because right, because the, there are like, if you think about it, like there are a certain number of jobs that like require you to go to college. And then there's a certain number of jobs that don't require you to go to college and it almost feels like everyone is getting out of college right now, and they are only accepting jobs that it where it's a requirement for them to go to college, because, uh, it's like, like you already it's like the stuck sunk out. cost fallacy. yeah yeah it's like the sunk cost fallacy like you just you already went through it and so you've you've been trained for that job and you've like kind of convinced yourself to go down that path right. And, like, even I've, I've fallen into this a bit. And, um, and so uh, you're only really searching and looking up jobs that require you to go to college. But the applicant pools are, like, really saturated now because there are so many right. people that are doing the same thing. And there's, like, yeah. only so many jobs in town for those positions. You know what I'm saying? And then the other thing is like, you're not even really learning that much in college. And so when you go to apply for those jobs, there's no way to differentiate yourself because everyone else, you and everyone else has a college degree and they're applying for this job where they're like, I need someone that has like this specific experience. And usually you don't have that. You know what I'm saying?
1: I would say though, This is like an exception that I'm thinking right now that immediately comes to my mind because you're saying all this and like... Because I'm thinking I don't want to send my kid to college because it costs so much. Yeah. And I don't know if the cost is going to outweigh the benefit. Like I don't know if you're getting as much as you're paying. I
0: I think it can, (laughs) but I think for a majority of people, it doesn't.
1: Right. And so if... But the, the case is if my kid got a full ride... And they're going to like pay for your living costs yeah. and your food yeah. and your, Then I'm like, yeah, like they're, they're paying you. They're paying. Yeah. You. That's your job for four you, years. You might as right. Well like yeah. just go, right. Do it for, I mean, that's a fun four year. That's a fun job to have. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you work for, you know, a couple hours a day, you get paid and, and depending on the university you go, you too, you could be making a lot of money with a full ride scholarship. And so, uh, yeah. If, if my kid gets a full ride, pff, be undecided for all I care. <laughs> but if my kid is like going to go to college undecided, no way. Like, I'm not going to say he can't yeah. or she can't. Cause of course they can. They're They're 18. Do what you want. But like, no way am I going to be like, yeah, that's a good idea. I'm going to be like, no, don't go spend $30,000 for no reason. Like if you don't even know what you're going to do, it's crazy that that's even an option, honestly, to be in college undecided. As an adult, it's really yeah. weird to think that you could go spend twenty thousand dollars
0: on like on no on nothing. like on what? I, <laughs> on, I've been on... pretty blown away at the degree because I remember when I was in school, when I was in college, um, even myself, there was a period of time, I would say there was about two years where I did not know what I was studying. And I did not know why I was there. Um, I eventually found something. But by the end of it, and I was looking around, I had seen a lot of other people who were not, they didn't really end up reaching a conclusion on what they wanted to do. And um, it, yeah, I mean, exactly as you said, it is kind of crazy that you can go and just not, like, just be in limbo the whole time.
1: Yeah, like what other service allows that, <laughs> right? Like, can you go to a car dealership and be like, "Hey, here's thirty thousand dollars, I might come buy a car,ly"? <laughs>
0: like, oh no, I, a, I think, I think that's a, <laughs> I think most services absolutely let you do that. I think they would think you're crazy, but like it'd be like if I paid for guitar lessons or piano lessons. And I just showed up, and and I didn't want to really practice. I just needed someone to talk to for an hour. Like you're still paying them, and they're gonna be like, "All right, <laughs> you know what I mean?" they will be like,
1: "I'm not gonna talk to you. <laughs> I'm gonna play guitar here." Yeah, but uh, that is uh, but the thing is, like, when you pay guitar guitar person, like, so that's a different example because, like, if you pay a guitar lesson person, they are there to teach you guitar. Yeah. Right. That's like the equivalent of you not going to class. You still have a major. It's guitar, <laughs> but you just chose not to go to class or not to do your homework, but to not have like, it's like having a music studio that teaches a bunch of lessons. And you're just like, Hey, here's a thousand dollars. And they're like, for what? And you're like, I don't know. And they're like, teach me. Okay. Something. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And they're yeah. like, yeah, just go sit in the choir room while people take lessons and you're like okay
0: and yeah you just hopefully you'll eventually and know what, <laughs> right yeah
1: yeah and you're just like they're, they're like hopefully after sitting around people getting lessons you'll know what instrument you want to learn and you're like all right sounds good
0: yeah i so, uh
1: yeah i think that that's a
0: I, part of me wishes i studied music like um yeah my dad
1: studied music did he really yeah he says a degree in music nobody knows that because it doesn't
0: seem like it but it's true what instrument did he play baritone it's why, like a little tuba why don't you have him whip it out every now and then uh because that would get him on a list camp <laughs> what do you mean it would get him on a list
1: if he whipped it out
0: on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. I meant, I meant, I meant. <laughs> I'm, I'm appalled that you would even ask him. <laughs> I meant the musical instrument.
1: Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't think we have one. I don't think there, there's one in
0: the house. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you'll have to ask next time you see it. I am going to have to ask.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's all my thoughts on college and, uh, grades really yeah yeah let's move on to the next topic
0: yeah uh did you want to cover one of your topics or did you want to cover one of mine Uh, i don't know we can do one of yours what what was the you had two topics what was the first one you had
1: the first one i had was uh like what is the criteria or like what constitutes a perfect job like what makes a good job
0: okay i'd like to talk about that and then uh I have a topic maybe afterward if we end up getting to it. I want to know how, what cartels are like when you live in Mexico.
1: (laughs) Okay. We could talk about that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So the criteria for a perfect job, let's go.
1: So yeah. What are the, what, what, what constitutes a perfect job for you? Is there, is there anything that comes to mind? I mean, you have to define that, you know? Like you have to define that. That's the whole thing. <laughs> the whole idea is defining it.
0: Well, I feel like there's two, but it depends on how you define job. Like if it's a job where someone else is paying you, then the perfect job is for I like, I don't know, I guess you to get paid totally ridiculous amounts of money to just work on whatever you want to work on.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. So, so, okay. But there's. The perfect job could mean someone else pays you, or it could mean you work for yourself.
0: Yeah, if you're working for yourself, then it's you get paid a lot of money to work for yourself, and you can just work on whatever you want to work on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for you, there's two there's two main things that constitute the perfect job. You get to work on whatever you want to work on, and you get paid a lot. Yep. Gotcha. That's that makes sense. That's fair. I haven't actually really thought about this at all um i can tell i guess i would have to like work backwards and think about like in my experience working what are the things i have sorely not enjoyed and i think that one thing that couldn't exist in a perfect job is just like a bunch of red tape you know oh you don't like that who likes that? No one says, "Ooh, I love." There's a lot of red tape in this job. Let me work here. That's not a thing. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad. Red tape? Oh, dude. It's 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 almost like if I am early in the morning, if there's something I need to do, and then someone says, "Oh, you need to talk to this person to do that," I just don't work the rest of the day because it's
0: just <laughs> too much for me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Too it's too much to take. Oh, my goodness. Uh,
1: so red tape, also like not having a clear uh, incentive structure.
0: That I think is, that I think is, uh, that that one hurts.
1: That one hurts. Yeah. <laughs> because then you're like left to kind of guess, and then you're like, oh, I'm doing it all. And they're like, "Oop, you didn't do this. And that's the thing that we were looking for you to do. And you're like. What? How was I supposed to know that?
0: You know what uh, I think so, are yeah. two schemes, like two things that uh, people go out and look for in this like perfect job that they're looking for, but they're two total schemes that are benefits to the employer? Um, let's hear it. I love all right. to know it. All right. There's two schemes that you need to watch out for, all right?
1: These all right, are absolute
0: schemes that we have convinced the American I think public. I, know,
1: I think I know what this is going to be.
0: Yeah, we have convinced the American public that these are good things that you are looking for in a job. The first one is unlimited PTO. <laughs> right. Do you know what unlimited PTO means? No PTO. No PTO. You get no PTO. <laughs> that is the first thing. The reason that you get PTO uh like regular paid time off where you have to submit a request is because as an employee, when you get PTO time, that means you are obligated, or the employer is obligated, they have an obligation to let you take whatever day you want off. Right. Right? But if it's unlimited PTO, they can be like, Ah, you know, that's going to be a really tough day. You know, we're like, you know, we're here as a team and we're really trying to get this project across the finish line. And if we can get it across the finish line, then, you know, maybe you can take that vacation. You know what I'm saying? On the three days. But if you have, if you have regular PTO and you have some massive project due on some day, you can be like, no, I'm obligated. Like you are obligated to let me take that day off. (laughs)
1: Right. you know uh, right now I have a PTO structure like a typical PTO structure
0: yeah and it is
1: crazy the amount like the three the 180 that people will do yeah like on on calls together so like and and I actually I love this I love this about my current job yeah um if we have like a very tense very tight deadline right if they're uh-huh. like Guys, we ha- I don't know how we're going to accomplish this. I don't know. There's this problem. There's this problem. We need to get all of this out. And people will be, like, really stressed. Yeah. And then this person will be like, hey, by the way, I'm going to be taking off next week. Everyone will be like, oh, have fun. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. a, a full 180. A full, immediate 180 of just like, oh, have fun. Where are you going? <laughs> oh, that's great. And then back to, like, all right, guys, we need to do this. We need to do this. Like, it is – there is never – Ever a question on where or why or if someone can go on vacation? They it, just go.
0: It, there's for any no amount of time. It. Yeah.
1: <laughs> any amount of time they want. And so, uh, like, we're on a tight deadline and everyone's taking next week off. Like, like yeah. there's like a few days that people like that are, there's three days of the week that are like work days, but everyone's off. And so there's a tight deadline, but no one's going to be working. And that's just. The way it is.
0: That's what I'm saying. So, so regular PTO was is designed for the employee, like that is like right. something that some employee demanded at some point in time, and we've like somehow reversed it to now, like people being like, oh, I get unlimited PTO, and so that is the first scheme. I I seriously I feel like most things in life are things that regular people invented because i feel like um the misconception is that like like the capitalist employers who made pto and they only let you have so many days off right right i feel like it was like the unions like yeah yeah exactly yeah it's like people like unionized and made that and um it's just like the origin has like gotten like twisted and okay, so then the second thing that is just a total scheme is working from home. From
1: home, I knew that was coming.
0: <laughs> you knew this one.
1: You knew I about this. I knew scheme? both of these. I knew both of these were coming. You knew
0: both of these schemes. Working from home is the biggest scheme of the twenty twenty century. Whatever, like the wherever we are after COVID. Wherever yeah. we are after COVID, Post- COVID it, is society. The, it is the biggest scheme ever. And I'm going to tell you why right now. Are you ready? Tell this why. is why tell it's why. the biggest scheme. Because before you could work from home, when you left work, you did not take your work home.
1: Ideally, yeah.
0: Right? You would just go home and like yeah. cook dinner. And have a beer and relax. And, and after working from home, like what now that employers are like, even, even when they give you one day where you can work from home, that means that all of the other days of the week and even on the weekend, if there's something that breaks or if there's something that happens, they can just call you and be like, hey, I, I, like, can you do this for me real quick? And then um, do you know what happens? You're on call 24-7. You are on call 24-7 because you have no <laughs> excuse of like, oh, well, I don't have like my like I I don't have my uh, like my, all my materials or like I don't right. have like a computer set up or like a printer or you know what I mean? Like I don't really have right. an office set up to do that. Like I'm going to have to do that on Monday is like what you used to before then what you would do. But now, when they let you know, and they're like, "We need this thing done. We need this thing across the finish line now," and you like, how would you look if you said, "Well, I don't really have an office set up for that," and they're like, "Well, what are you working from home for?" You know what I'm saying? So that's
1: when you say, "Yeah, I'll get to that tomorrow." <laughs> well, we gotta. I think that it's it's healthy to watch. Uh, what's that movie um, where the, the guy gets hypnotized?
0: Oh, oh! um, Office Space.
1: I think it's healthy to watch Office Space once a year, uh, if you work in in like a corporate style setup.
0: Yeah, you think so? I
1: think I think it's healthy. I think that it it reminds you of like, oh, I kind of have a choice, (laughs) you know? Like, yeah, I know that it's not it wouldn't work exactly how it works in that movie or anything like that, but you can be like, oh, I'm not like actually chained to anything. I could do this. I think that that's a good reminder. That movie's a good reminder.
0: Um, I'm gonna have to give that one another watch.
1: Yeah, def- definitely give that one another watch.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think? Are those two schemes, and can you think of a third? So, so
1: the the first one, unlimited time off. I've heard that one being called a scheme. Over. And I've, I, I'm betting it's a pendulum thing. Where yeah. I bet in, in five years, every company will offer – because, like, it's already becoming more and more and more popular, unlimited time off. I bet in five years, every company will be unlimited time off, and yeah. then people will start demanding, require like, paid time off. Like, yeah. people will be like, no, we deserve obligated time off. Like, I, I bet it will swing that direction again. Um, yeah. uh, that's one. Two, I think the work from home is not a scheme. I think that if you have a company that ex like that, that can set boundaries. So, like my company, it's funny because my coworkers were telling me about before when they were in the office all the time. They would stay in the office like all night sometimes. Oh, and I was really? Like, yeah, and I was like, "That's great," because our office is open. Our our company's flexible hours. So as long as you like show up to the meetings on your sch- schedule, you can work at any time. Yeah. And so the office is also open and all, all day. Uh and um so working from home i hardly ever work when i'm not like at work you know what i mean like no one texts me past six o'clock because yeah i I wouldn't respond you know yeah Yeah. (laughs) um unless it's about personal things like hey did you see this game dude I'll, I'll get that text occasionally from a coworker, but like yeah. nah. working from home from me, from my company, I think as long as your company respects your boundaries, then it can be good, but I, I can see it being a trap. 100%. I can see work from home being a trap uh, for some companies like them, like schemey, like, you know, rubbing their hands together. Um, no, I don't,
0: I don't actually think it's a scheme. I was being pretty dramatic <laughs> there, but, but you know, you know, pretty the point.
1: dramatic. Yeah, I know the point. I think that, uh, a scheme in oh you know what i think is a scheme what uh um the office referral programs like where you refer people to get jobs
0: yeah i think that's a scheme why
1: Because like they give you like this incentive like hey if you refer a person of this level or higher then you get this amount of money at this high, this level, then this amount of money, or whatever. So if yeah. you're first on, you get a thousand dollars, right? I have referred five people to my company, yeah, and they just haven't even emailed me back. Like they've never, they have said. And I'm like, am I emailing the wrong person? <laughs> like at least like a no, nah, or like thanks, yeah, something. And I'm like, if if they hired them, would they tell me? right like like would they even let me know yeah because i don't know that they would i don't know i don't know that they would do that so uh i was thinking like if they like hypothetically because they also ask in the referral portal like hey have them apply have that person apply and then email us their application or whatever oh i like
0: this actually makes me think because uh a while ago i was like I just, I just started a new job. Um, let's okay. About um, two months ago, maybe a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And before this, before this job, when I was applying for jobs a long time ago, um, there was some people at a company, like multiple people at a company where I was like, yeah, like I, I I applied here and I want to like do this. And so they like reached out to the referral people and I think that they got a referral or that they were told they get a referral because they were like really wanting to um, like get me on board, you know? Yeah. But they kept, they kept texting me like, Hey man, do you hear back from them? Did you hear back from them? And for like months I just was like, no, I haven't heard back from anyone. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> that, that like Referrals. reminds me of what you're saying is like, like I think esteemed. that they got into a referral scheme. <laughs>
1: big scheme man big scheme that's my thought that's my thought and so they just huh. hire that person later and they're like well oh, it wasn't because your referrals because they applied you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah so that's that's my scheme huh all right let's move on to the next topic. what was the what was the topic you had that was interesting
0: oh uh i want to know how like cartels work in mexico
1: how they work?
0: Yeah, cause I saw a video where these like tourists were just driving, and they're like, "Oh, hey, look at look at the trees and all this stuff," and then all of a sudden, this like cartel truck like 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 runs them off the side of the road, and they're freaking out, and they're like, "Oh my god!" And like these like four guys get out of this pickup truck with like giant guns, and they're like, "Don't move!" And they're like, "I don't speak Spanish," and the cartel people were like, "Don't day, don't day, where are you going?" And they were like, "I, dude, I'm just, I don't know where I'm going," and so I was wondering, like, are there areas where the cartel members will just like take you to task out out um, there in Mexico?
1: So I haven't been everywhere in Mexico. Fun fact. Yeah, but um, I mean, I that's a th- I guess it must happen somewhere because you saw a video, so uh-huh. it must happen somewhere, but uh. And I know that there's definitely like cities and states where the cartels are very in control. Yeah. Right. Like they're they're very much in control. And I know that that's the case. But it's not like, uh, I, from what I've heard from my friends. Um. So all just um stories. This is all just just stories that I've heard. Yeah. It's not like crazy like like one would imagine. Like uh-huh. if you live in a if you live in a state or a city that is heavily influenced by a cartel, you just are living in that city and the cartel is in charge. Like it's kinda like if 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 you saw a, of that video, but it yeah. was police officers, uh huh, you'd be like, Oh, the police are kind of serious there. <laughs> right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The police are kind of serious in that place. It's that situation. Like police do similar things. They don't rob people, but, like, the police could run off – run some people off the road and then ask them where they're gun- going with guns drawn. And people are like, that's a crazy police. Yeah. But that's the police. So
0: <laughs> so, so, so in those – so in areas where the cartel is, like, a big influence, do they just operate kind of like a police force?
1: They function as a government in some places.
0: And so, so in, like, the, in those places, do the cartel members – do they, like, kind of keep the peace? Like, if there is, like, a big fight outside somewhere or, like – If there was, like, let's say two random civilians getting into a gunfight, would the cartel members get involved?
1: Right, yeah. So I've heard stories about this where – like, this is, once again, just stories that I've heard from my friends. But I've heard stories of, like, this – like, there was, a man in town that, like, apparently abused his wife and then was, like, roughed up by a cartel. Yeah. Like, some cartel members – who, were, who had caught wind roughed up that guy. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not painting cartel members as, like, heroes by any means. Uh-huh. But I am saying that, like, in some places they are, like, the de facto government of that place. And they kind of – they govern in certain situations. Yeah. And they're not just, like – out there murdering people left and right. Cuz like what kind of business is that, right? Yeah, out that's that's kind of what people. I was
0: just thinking it would be kind of like. Is where they have like a territory and they just want to know who's like coming and going in that territory. Right. And they just want to like they like they just operate kind of like a government where right. um they're like the arbiters of decision making. So like if there's like some kind of uh contract dispute even, the cartel members might get involved because they feel like it's their responsibility to make sure that like like they like in order to maintain loyalty of like the people in that area like if you have people in that area you you almost need that population to like respect you in some way and not right. in like not in like a way where they fear you but they like almost look at you as like kind of like the local father figure of of like whatever and Mm -hmm. um and so if there's like a land dispute or something whether or not they come to their decision from a ethical or like highly moral way um but the cartel members like might feel like it's still their duty to sort those kinds of things out
1: right and and so this is something that i've i thought was interesting as well uh so, there's like main cartel groups, main cartel gangs in Mexico. There's like, you know, certain families or whatever of cartels. And these, uh, there's like the old ones, but then there's also like some n- newer ones, some younger ones. Yeah. And they're kind of battling because there's some rules, I guess, that cartels have kind of stuck with. Uh-huh. Um, and one of those rules was not to. Uh, cause trouble in tourist areas yeah and so there's like i don't know who whose agreement is that but i i i assume that cartels have like come to the conclusion together like hey causing trouble in tourist areas is bad for us yeah that's a very bad thing for us cartels like we get negative international attention there's less traffic traffic into mexico uh-huh. um so like that's bad for us
0: <clears throat> but well- some
1: of the younger cartel gangs yeah. have started causing issues in, in, in areas, which is making other older cartel gangs, like make target younger cartel gangs for, for breaking these kind of known rules uh-huh. um, of the cartels. And that's been a, a, a new, not new, but like, that's a, that's something that I was made aware of when I was in Mexico. Cause like t- living in Cancun, like I, I met some people in cartels. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I saw them at least. I don't. I didn't know them. Become very good good friends with them or anything. But like, I saw them, and my friends would be like, "Oh, yeah, those guys. That those guys are in a cartel." And my first encounter, I was very scared. But like, because you know, I'm American, so you hear that, it, hear all those things in America, and you're like oh, I'm going to be killed right now. They're going to kill me, and they're going to cut my head off on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's what you think as an American. But then, like, my 10th encounter with cartel people, no one told me that they were in the cartel. I just saw them, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to, like, punch them? Like, I don't know. I'm going to go fight those people, I guess. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, they never, like, messed with me, and I'm never going to not be an American in Mexico. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's not like I, there was. I mean, I dealt with people in cartels as an American in Mexico, and I wasn't kidnapped. But I am black, so
0: that, um, <laughs> that, that might have deterred them. Um, I so I went on a cruise, and we went to some town. I don't know the name of the town off the top of my head, but um, we w- So we went to this town, and the we were talking to the guide there, and he was saying that there was like a 10 year period where none of where there was like a bunch of problems, like what you were describing in the tourist areas. Like there, there were a lot of problems that were happening. Like people were getting mugged um, or like tourists were getting like mugged or like maybe even some of them got kidnapped maybe. Right. Like they were just like causing problems. And um, so the, the cruise ship stopped going to that town as a destination Mm-hmm. And the whole town like basically crumbled into oblivion. Like, of course, like it, it just like fell into crime and it just got like totally run down. And then um, like whoever was in charge of the town, like whether it was a cartel or whatever, basically like came in and like cleaned it up and was essentially like like they got rid of all the crime. Like, they came in and just, like, were very, very heavy-handed when it came to petty crime and stuff like that. And then the cruise ships came back, and then it, like, started thriving again. And um, so he was saying that that, like, 10-year period made everyone in the city, in the town, realize that you have to treat tourists very, 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 very nice.
1: Right. I mean, that's... That's, like, the, the agreed-upon kind of, like, rules. But the younger... This is, like, one of those things... We've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, But we are talking about, like, traditions and how they form. Uh-huh. And then, like, breaking these traditions. And I guess, like, what's happening is the tradition kind of has formed to respect tourist destinations. Yeah. Amongst the cartels. And then younger cartels are starting and they're thinking, like... Why are we doing this? We don't know. Like this is just tradition. This is a stupid tradition. We shouldn't follow this. Yeah, and they're going to learn why they should follow that, and then the the cycle re- will repeat. Yeah, um, over again. But besides that, there's uh like this is this isn't a cartel thing, but this is a something I find really interesting in Mexico, and uh-huh. that I'm sure you'll find interesting if you haven't heard of it. There's a town in Mexico that declared independence from mexico that is what i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) right and so i want to declare independence the borders of the town are like just men with guns like hanging out in pickup trucks with guns and so like this this thing that you were that you saw like some pulling over tourists and asking where they were going a truck of guys with guns that could have been this town where oh. they just don't allow people in and out they don't like allow Mexican government in and out they like are armed to the teeth all around the town um and so they consider themselves entirely independent uh to get away from the the like you know the the how, how the government runs and uh it is they did it originally to protect their forests so that is the uh, coolest
0: thing ever
1: so yeah this town has now like it has its own borders where every road entrance into the town is covered with men with guns and its own like little military force and um yeah so i I thought that that was uh that was really interesting and um when i heard that i was like oh cameron would like this
0: i think we should do it
1: (laughs) yeah yep we, we would need a small town. We need to go find a very small town.
0: No, nope, we just need a property. We just need less than a half an acre, and we can just, less arm, ourselves. Than a half we can just arm ourselves to the teeth and just hang out no outside. No one's coming into the half an acre, though. We're not going to be defending against anything. You're damn <laughs> right they're not. No one's coming into the half acre.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that yeah.
0: that kind of concludes the episode.
1: Yeah, all right. Sounds good to me.
0: Yeah, thanks Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we will be back next week, I guess. Yep. And this is a message from our sponsor, sina for Brewery, the beer that you put in the back.
1: Yeah, so do you know why you put it in the back?
0: Why do you put it in the back?
1: It's because you don't want your friends to take your good beer, so you fill the front of the fridge with, you know, your decoy beers, the beers that, you know, you can find on every every street corner, the ones that don't really hit the palate just right. So you see, say, the special ones for you, the sign of four, you put that in the back. But on the special occasion when there's no one coming to your house, when you're not hosting, you know what you do? What do you do? You fill her up. <laughs> you fill up your fridge the whole with thing? sign of four. You know what I just the whole realized? Thing.
0: You know what I just realized? Why why would you just put them in the back when your friends are over? Why don't you fill up your whole beer, the whole fridge with the beer when your friends are over? You should treat them, they're your buddies. Yeah, no, not me. No? My friends can drink out of the other the other fridge. I do yeah. all of
1: the sign for it. But you know, it's to each his own.
0: They can drink to out of the garden hose in the back.
1: <laughs> That's for all I care. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I get the good stuff.
0: Well, you want to fill up your fridge with Sinaphore. So, so Connor, tell us about tell us about this company. What are they doing? What's what kind of seasonal beers do they have? What uh what's what's the hot take here?
1: We make all kinds of beer. You know, we'll make whatever you need. Uh, <laughs> anything to make sure you quench your thirst and get that little bit of buzz that you're always looking for on the weekday or the weekend, you know. Whatever whatever floats your boat. Right whether it's from an Oktoberfest a Mexican lager uh, an IPA or a stout which you guys so kindly uh, sponsored on this podcast uh, we'll make whatever you
0: need so you're telling me you guys do special orders
1: you have the number cam you know who to call
0: alright hey that goes out to all of our listeners if you want Four Brewery this is the place to get it this is the best beer in the Midwest it's not even a question we, we tested every single beer that's available in the area and this is the one and so it's the one you put fill in the back. Yeah, fill your fridge. Fill your fridge. With sign With sign four.